your home of the pins and the best pins covering. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. I am sick and tired of the Latang bashers on social media and on talk shows. A nutty minority, and that's all it ever is with Tanger, is a nutty minority. But they were bashing Tanger even after yesterday's game. But Chris Latang was plus three and had three apples. The Penguins won 8-5 and eliminated Philadelphia. So, by what bizarre standard did Latang play a bad game? By a normal standard, he played a great game. By any standard that isn't insane, Latang played a great game. Latang plays how Latang plays. There is some risk, but there's a lot of reward. Like I've always said, the Latang bashers hate it because their wives and girlfriends would love to bang Latang, given half a chance. Listen, I've seen your wives and girlfriends, and you got nothing to worry about. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. Hey, Latang bashers, guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing, Con- on a name you can trust. Don't forget, hockey fans, we have Pierre Maguire of NBC. The man between the benches, he'll join me at 5.30. Pierre had a bit of a health scare not too long ago, but he's doing great. So it'll be a pleasure to have Pierre on the program at the bottom of the hour. We want to hear what you think about yesterday's game that eliminated the Flyers. Your take on Jake Gensel, who now has 19 goals in 31 playoff games. That's an average of .613 goals per playoff game. It ranks Jake and Bake fifth all-time, just below Rocket Richard and just above Wayne Gretzky. Here's a report from Dan Patrick. He says the Browns, with that first pick overall, are no longer looking at Darnold or Rosen and will take either Josh Allen or Baker Mayfield. How, and I know it's different management, but how they could take Baker Mayfield, how they could even consider that after taking the the latter day, uh, the former day, rather, Baker Mayfield, Johnny Manziel blew up in their faces. And Baker Mayfield might not be as bad as Manziel, but he's a little small. He's got an attitude problem. You hear bad things. I mean, how could you risk that pick on that guy? The four pick, maybe. The six, the ten, middle round of the first round, maybe. Man, the Browns just couldn't stop being the Browns. They could bring back Chuck Noll to coach and, and George Hallis to be the general manager, and they just can't stop being the Browns. When's the first round of the draft? Thursday, right? Thursday night? You know what I'll be doing Thursday night? Something else. The Geno highlight video. Is Gino secretly telling us he's going to play and everything's fine? That he's in for game one of the second round? Or did whoever does Gino's Twitter just post a highlight video on his behalf? All will be revealed. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-
412-333-9939. Let's go to Mike and Cranberry. I was going to go on a rant about Rodko Gudas, but let's go to Mike and Cranberry instead. Hey, Mark. Hi, Mike. How's it going, man? Terrific, man. Yeah, can't can't complain after last night. But uh, I, what do you think about Malkin? I think it's a hamstring. I thought it was a hamstring. The way he was kind of like able to play on it a little bit. But the way he fell with his leg doubling up under that would indicate that, that it's not a hamstring. I hope it's not. Uh, and and Couturier. You know what else makes me think hair. it's an ankle? I bet. Remember when he went off the ice and then came back and played later? Yep. I bet they didn't take his skate off. If you leave the skate on, it keeps it from swelling too much, and you can still play until the skate comes off. No, no, you're laughing. I couldn't be more serious. It hurts, man. It hurts really They should just let the skate on, like from now through the end of the playoffs. (laughs) It's a lucky skate, man. So far, so good. Thank you for the call, Mike. Let's go to Jason in North Carolina. Jason, you're on with these super genius. Hey, Mark, uh, I love the idea of the Getzel statue. Uh, I uh, wanted to hear your thoughts on maybe getting Latang slashing Couturier and him flopping like a fish. In, uh, I don't think Latang a- slashed Couturier at all. If anything, that was a trip. It was very borderline, as evidenced by the referees not calling a penalty. And Latang got the puck first. And I know by the rule book, that's not supposed to matter. But the way the referees call the game, it very often matters. Oh, I just I just loved watching flip, uh, Couturier flop and Getzel just uh, not wasting any time blasting that puck uh, past that goalie. Yeah, kind of a puck on edge too, and it kind of just slid. It, it kind of did like a, a not not really. It didn't swerve, but it just it had a funny look as it went past him. Uh, you know what I wondered as soon as that call didn't get made on Tanger, and Jake scored. I wondered if the referees had it to do over. If they knew that that was going to cause a turnover that led directly to a goal, if they would have called the penalty. Agreed, yeah. And I, well, I think Jake might have just been uh, figuring he better get this shot off and just move on. And after uh, they score, you know, the rest well, of the Well, no, enough choice. time lapsed where they couldn't go back and stick their hand up. You know, let me right. tell you, though, back in the old days, in a situation where not every game is on TV and there's not a million replay angles, they might have made up that call after the fact. And said, "Oh, I had my arm up." And the coach and, and Sullivan <laughs> goes, "No, I'm serious. I had my arm up." Sullivan says, "No, you didn't." And the guy says, "Prove it. I, I'm telling you, I did." By the way, Chris Letang is the fourth defenseman in Penguins history to have multiple three assist playoff games. So, you Letang bashers, if you think he played poorly, you were absolutely wrong. Tell you who did play poorly. And I loved it. Rod Kogudas made a couple mistakes that led to two Penguins goals when the game was up for grabs still. There's a guy, the Flyers, not long ago, during this season, I think, gave Rod Kogudas a long-term deal. Because he's their token meathead. Him and Manning. The Flyers are trying to go the way the rest of hockey does with speed and skill. Hextall, the GM, knows what's up in hockey, having been an assistant GM with the LA Kings when they recently won Stanley Cups. But they got to have a meathead. Their DNA demands it. Their fans demand it. And Gudas is that meathead. And yesterday he was directly responsible for, boy, two goals I remember and probably more than that. And he's on the bench and he has the boo-boo face. And I'm going, F you, cement head. F you. That's what you deserve. 
That's what your team deserves. That's what those cannibals throwing beer cans in the stands deserve. You ashamed your team losing because you know in your heart, meathead, in that empty head that you fit under that huge helmet, meathead, you know you're not good enough to be in the league, meathead, and the Penguins exposed you for the meathead you are. And it was wonderful, yes. Oh, by the way, a lot of tweets about you're going to have Matt Hardy on to delete this year. You know, last year when we started that, Matt had just come back to WWE after doing a surprise appearance at WrestleMania, and he really went out of his way. Jeff appeared a bunch of times, too, to delete. Fade away and classify yourself as obsolete. Obsolete! They were calling, like, from backstage at the arena for Raw. That's really going out of their way. And those guys are my friends. They didn't want to impose again this year. Although, to delete the flyers, and for me to say, Woken Mats, I knew you'd come. That would have been great, but, but you know, they're my friends, and they did it for a whole playoff, and that was awesome. I couldn't think of anything. I mean, Flair was a thought, but, but to get him to do it, like, after every series, Rick's one of my best friends. Knowing him was like herding cats. So we'll just have to enjoy the fire deletion on our own. Delete! 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 Let's go to Josh and Beaver. Josh, you're on with Double M. Hey, yo, what up, Double M? What up? Hey, I just wanted to make a remark on uh, all these Latang haters out there. I think he's one of the greatest defensemen that Pittsburgh has ever had. And and there's only one play in that in that game the other night that comes to mind where he gave the puck up and it led led to a, a goal for the Flyers. You mean I last night? Only... Which, which goal was that? Yesterday afternoon, yeah, I, rather. Yeah, it was yesterday afternoon. It, I, it was like a turnover. I can't give you a... Well, yeah, and he cross-checked and took to that play. penalty the one time. But he's he's high risk, great reward. And that's how they want him to play and how he always has played. And yesterday he had major positive impact on an elimination win. Major right. positive impact. Completely agree with you, Mark. Thank you for the call. I didn't. I didn't finish blasting Gudas. I mean, the guy, you know, helped throw away the game yesterday. He hurt Couturier in practice. Although Couturier, I, I think he was faking the whole time. Okay, probably not. But but I just don't believe he had a torn anything. A torn anything. But he's not a hero. He's just a golfer with a limp today. And, and it's great to see the Flyers pay the price for insisting they have that meathead. The meathead. Blew the game. He can't play a lick. He doesn't belong in the AHL. They shouldn't let him play men's league. He wouldn't even be the best player at the Ice Castle men's league. Not to be critical. We got Pierre Maguire at the bottom of the hour. We want hockey calls right now. If you want to classify the Flyers as obsolete, please do call 412-333-WXDX. Rock to the rules I make. Double M, big fan. How you like it now, bitch? DX at 105.9. You know, I've been trying to think of a new t-shirt to troll the Flyers. Mark just tweeted one. Remember those uh, shirts they did defined by defiance? How about defined by deletion? Delete! 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 That's not bad. Now, for suggesting that idea, 
uh, Mark, you will not get anything. Well, a free shirt. If I do them, that'd be good on the front. Uh, defined by deletion, hashtag 43 years. Not bad. Let's go to Ryan in West End. Ryan, you're on with the super genius. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Great. Hey, uh, sorry if you talked about this already, but the Penn's top line was just dominant yesterday. Do you think that? Do you think that will stick, or do you think Sullivan's going to change it up depending on the injuries to Malkin and? What, what do you mean the 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 Crosby Gensel Hornquist line? Yes, sir. No, that line's going to keep playing together. Period. How could you even suggest One. otherwise? Uh, Sullivan likes to change things up, but I'm hoping it's... No, Sullivan likes to change things up when something isn't working. He's not going to change up a line that, that devastated the Flyers, although we shouldn't forget whoever the Penguins play in the second round will have better defense than the Flyers, better goaltending than the Flyers, and just be better than the Flyers, period. Let's go to... Marie in Penn Hills. Marie, you're on with Double M. Hello? Hi, Marie. Hi. I just want to read you something. Pat Lanigan uh, has a funeral home in East Pittsburgh. He's a wonderful and very charitable man. But he just made a beautiful custom prayer card for the Flyers. He should have a Flyers funeral. Yes. The pen says or the, the card says, Okay. the pen saw you getting tired and the cup was not to be. So they sent you home to Philly. Better luck in 2019. Your teary-eyed That doesn't fans, rhyme. Well, whatever. I didn't write it. Your teary-eyed fans watched you and saw you skate away. Although they cheered you dearly, they could not help you play. Your season is now over. It's time to take a rest. Once again, Pens have proven that Pittsburgh is the best. Yeah, but the first verse didn't rhyme. Well, I didn't write it. So you think it's good, but you didn't write it. I mean, you're 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 kind of disowning it now that we've poked some holes I in it. Didn't write it. Okay, I don't blame you. That's okay. You know what would have been a better funeral card? Delete, delete, delete. Let's go to Matt in the car. Matt, you're on with Mark. How you doing, Mark? Great. Uh, do you think if Malkin stays injured for, let's say, longer than the first two games of the next round, you'll see you know Broussard play on the second line instead of Sheehan? It, it depends Philly. how those lines are going. Uh, I, just, I think Crosby, Gunsell, and, and Horny are together, period. Uh, but Sheehan has displayed good communication with Kessel. Now it has to produce. But, but like right now, Shane with Kessel at least has, they have a track record together. It's not a glorious one, but it's not a horrible one either. So I think they will start the series if Malkin doesn't play with Shane in that spot. But let's face it, if by, let's say, game three, Malkin's not back, that ain't good. Thank you, Mark. Have a good Thank you. Let's go to Mike in Green Tree. Mike. You're on with these super genius. Thanks for taking my call. Right. I was watching the NHL Network last night, and I caught oh, good. the tail, tail end of it. And the host, they were showing the Malkin injury. And the host was saying, talking to Brian Lawton, who's on the panel, and saying, I know how you feel 
about this play and what happened here. And it was almost like he was saying that he that Lawton thought it was an intentional. intentional. Oh no no no! Let, let me tell you what I've heard people say, and I think it's ridiculous. But I've heard people say that Malkin tried to slew foot him, and that it backfired on him. But I, I think Gino just got off balance and was going to the ice, and their legs became tangled up. I don't think there was any intent on the part of either. Okay. What do uh, you think? I, it, it happened so fast, I, I couldn't tell. Yeah, but when you and watch I, slow motion, it's not really happening that fast. Well, I normally don't watch the games because I get too goofy. What? Just, hold like, it, yeah, hold it. That's the new topic. What do you mean you get goofy? You mean you like the Penguins, but you don't watch the games? I, I tune in on the radio occasionally to to hear what's going on. What do you mean get goofy? Describe how you get goofy. Well, I, I'll give you an example. This will be good for you. This is cathartic. This will help you. Believe me. Uh, well, here, here's a good example. Back when Halik was still playing for the Devils, right, Bobby Halik. Yeah, he was throwing all kinds of cheap shots, and I got so so pissed off that I ended. I, I pretended like I was cross-checking him in the face, and two knuckles on my one hand bothered me for about three weeks. Well, so you had a stick in your hands? A pretend stick, yeah, and I was cross-checking him in the face. And what, what did your hand hit? A wall. Well, that's going goofy, all right. So so you probably broke a knuckle and never got it treated because, like you said, you're, you went goofy. Right. Okay, what else? Other examples? Well, just similar stuff like that, like... I have trouble sleeping, you know, and especially with a team like the Flyers. It's yeah. It, it's, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna empathize here because uh, I was nervous through this series because I couldn't stand the thought of losing the Flyers. Right. More than us. More than wanting to see us win, I didn't want us to lose to that team. But I've never gone goofy. I've never like cross-checked the wall. Yeah. Now keep in mind, I got an idea that could help you because I think you should watch the games and. Let the chips fall where they may. If, if you're a true sociopath, you'll kill somebody, but then at least you'll know. You, you know, when those guys cross-check, they wear gloves. Get a set of hockey gloves. <laughs> I'm serious. No, no, don't laugh. If you, yeah, if you were, were wearing hockey gloves when right. you did I, that, you would not have got hurt, correct? I, sh- I should have a helmet on, too, probably. For more than just that reason. Let's go to uh, Joe on the north side. Joe, what side? North side. Joe, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Northside, how are you, Mark? I can't believe I get to follow that call. What up? Uh, so uh, there's been a lot of heat about Chris Letang, right? And I'm just wondering if uh, you noticed that there were two, possibly three, situations where the announcer was blaming things on Letang, but it was actually Hornquest. Which announcer? Especially, uh, on the TV. Um, NBC, who was it? I, I should know, but I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was NBC. It was, Pierre was, was between the network. benches, but I didn't hear Pierre coming down on Latang. I mean, I, that stuff doesn't bother me. I, I just don't like it when the local fans on Twitter don't appreciate what Latang's done. Well, I just think it's it threw a lot of people into believing that it was Latang, especially on that one that was, uh, what was it, a shorthanded goal? It was Hornquist chasing the guy down. No, uh, Horn- oh my God, I didn't even get to that. I'm glad you brought that up, because if the Penguins lost, that would have been a huge moment. Oh, huge, yeah. Kessel, Kessel but... made that cross-ring pass that led to a yep. shorthanded goal the other night, and then Hornquist I don't think that goal was shorthand. I think the guy come out of the box, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was like a few seconds after. But I mean, what a dumb, what a dumb pass! Unforgivable. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. You but they were blaming it on Latang, and it was Hornquist. 
well, that pass can't be made there. And I'll tell you yeah, one absolutely. thing the Penguins did. They finally did. When they got the lead in the third period, for the first 10 minutes of the period, they deed up. Didn't give the Flyers a shot. Were very economical with the puck. Just got it in deep a few times, chip and chase. The Penguins played a great road first 10 minutes of the third period with the lead. And then when they when they ran the score up and got up 7-4, to four, they started shenanigans like Couturier just stands by himself in the slot and he puts in that rebound. Let's go to Peter in the car. Peter, you're on with double M. Very quickly, Peter. That's not quickly enough, Peter, but thank you for the call. Up next, he is the man between the benches on NBC. He was a big part of the Penguins' Stanley Cup wins in 91 and 92. He's the great Pierre Maguire. Up next on 105.9. This is Phil Kessa of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden, the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. Joining me now, the man between the benches on NBC, a big part of the Penguins' championship teams in 91 and 92. He is the great Pierre Maguire. Pierre, what happened yesterday when it was 4-2 Philadelphia? Because the game just turned on its ear, and Pittsburgh never really looked back. Well, good afternoon to you, Mark, and to all your listeners, and congratulations to Mario Lemieux, Jimmy Rutherford, Mike Sullivan, and the entire Pittsburgh Penguins organization, David Morehouse as well. Uh, what, a, what a testament to character, to skill, uh, and to effort. Yeah, they deserve a lot, of, a lot of credit, that entire organization. Um, I'll tell you what happened. Claude Giroux lit up Carl Hagelin, and Phil Kessel played the role of Jay Caulfield when I was coaching there. And he got nasty, and he got angry, and his passion spilled over to the Penguins' bench. Uh, it was very uncharacteristic of Phil, but it spoke a lot to how much he cares about his teammates. It shows the respect he has for the organization, and the players rallied around that, Mark. I don't know how much has been made about that. I've been busy preparing here for Game 6 in Toronto that I'll be working with Doc Emmerich and Mike Milbury tonight. But I would tell you that that was a major swing moment in that big Game 6 for the Penguins. No, actually, we've talked about it quite a bit uh, today on the program, and and I agree. Uh, has any player ever dominated an opponent so totally like Sidney Crosby dominates the Flyers and did again yesterday? It's quite amazing. Yeah, there's a guy that owns a team in Pittsburgh now. <laughs> he was pretty good against the Flyers. He was really good against uh, the Capitals. He was off the charts good against the Islanders. Go look at his career numbers against the Islanders. I don't think they ever want to see Mario again. Um, so, you, I, you know, to answer your question, without tongue being firmly planted in cheek, uh, the only player I've ever seen able to do that, uh, that I've been around would be Mario. And just, you know, that's the biggest respect I can give Sydney because I think Mario Lemieux is one of the top three players that ever played in the history of the game. And uh, I'm just, I feel privileged to call him a friend. I really do. What about Jake Gensel with the four goals in a row? And he basically just kept scoring the same goal over and over again. Uh, it goes to show you, I suppose, that simplicity can pay off. He's a tremendous athlete, number one. He's a character guy, number two. He comes from an amazing hockey family. His father was drafted by the New York Rangers. has been a very good college coach and a junior coach for a long time. Uh, he's very respectful. He's very coachable. He's got great two-step acceleration, and his fundamentals are so refined and pure. And the biggest thing is it's not easy, and you, you can ask other players, it's not always easy to play with a creative genius like Sidney Crosby because his mind works like a supercomputer, and most people's don't. So it's hard to figure that out. 
but Gensel's mind works a lot like Sydney's, and that allows him to get open or into dead spots and coverage where Sydney can get him the puck. And that's a big part of why those two work so well together. When Gensel was drafted out of Nebraska Omaha, I was actually doing some of their games uh, at that time for NBC Sports Network, and you could tell he had a chance to be a pro. But to say that he would be a first-line player then would have been a reach. That's a tribute to Jason Bottrell, Randy Sexton, Billy Guerin, uh, and the Pittsburgh Penguins scouts. Uh, Chuck Grillo. I mean, that's a tribute. Jake Gensel's a tribute to their scouting staff. Some of those guys are still there. Some aren't. But that's what Gensel's all about. He's a tribute to their scouting and doing the research and the background checks on him. Pierre, you mentioned when Kessel went after Giroux being a big moment. I quite agree. Here's another uh, subtle moment that kind of snuck under the radar. That PK three-on-four by the Penguins. That's a very difficult kill. I mean, much more difficult than five-on-four, isn't it? What a great point, Mark. Completely and utterly agree. Um, that's a tribute to Jacques Martin, who's a tremendous schematic guy when it comes to penalty kill. Mike Sullivan, who was an outstanding penalty killer when he was a player uh, and is a very good tactician. But the choice to go with two forwards to begin the kill, really wise. Because you got Shane, who's a tremendous face-off guy uh, and a shot blocker, and Kunako, who's got tremendous speed and lateral mobility and shot blocking. So the decision-making by the people behind the bench in terms of the personnel use was tremendous, Mark. And, you know, Scotty Bowman used to tell me this all the time. Asset management matters in a playoff series. And I'm not sure that there's a coach in the league that takes the temperature of his team better than Mike Sullivan. And his asset management skills are phenomenal. Really, really good. And it's, I think he's learned that over time. I really do. It's either going to be Washington or Columbus in the next round. We don't know about the status of Evgeny Malkin moving forward. Who do you expect to win that other series, Pierre? And who would be the tougher matchup for Pittsburgh? With respect, my friend, I never do that because i got to stand between <laughs> the benches of the two teams. So I'll just give you this quick little story. I did that once. And the coach of the team that I picked against heard the sound bite. Somebody from his PR department played it for him. He says, why the F should I talk to you? You don't think my team can win. So I said, you know what, you're right. And I never did it again. <laughs> well, what about the absence of Malkin potentially moving forward? And what do you hear about his injury? Well, I saw it. I was calling the game. It's clearly a lower body injury, and it looks like a hyperextension. It could be worse. The fact that he came back and played... Mark was huge news, I think, for the Penguins, even though they didn't win that game. Uh, it showed that he still had a range of motion, which is positive. And the Penguins' doctors are as good or better than any of the doctors in the league. And the rehabilitation process in Pittsburgh, I can tell you, they leave no stone unturned there. Uh, it's phenomenal to watch their medical staff work. So I would say that, uh, you know, that's probably a good opportunity to be back, but I don't know that for sure. I mean, again, you'd have to talk to the medical professionals. So one thing I'd tell you, Mark, in the playoffs, as you know from all your veteran status years, <laughs> nobody tells you the truth when it comes to injuries. Oh, Pierre, I, I, I said that right before you came on. Like, when the playoffs come, I don't even hear whispers. During the regular season, I'll get like three or four phone calls the day after. Today, nothing. Oh, yeah, no, that's very fair. I mean, I like to think I have a pretty good relationship with most of the coaching staffs in the league, and out of respect to them, I don't even call them about player injuries. I don't, just because I know they're not going to tell me the truth, and I don't want to have to say, you lied to me. I don't want to do that. I respect those guys too much. I've walked in their shoes. Pierre, we know you got a lot going on in Toronto. we got to let you go. Uh, we know you're feeling better. You had that health scare. Great news there, and we'll see you next round, I'm sure. 
Well, Mark, yeah, I have no problem talking about it. I had, was diagnosed with stage one prostate cancer. I had very aggressive treatment. I'm really fortunate to have great doctors and an amazing family and also the NBC hockey family. And this is for all the men out there. I wish I could speak to women's health issues. I don't know enough about them. But to all the men out there, mine was caught with a PSA test at my annual physical. And I, had I not taken that test, I would never know because, Mark, I have to tell you, I had no signs at all of being ill. Nothing. Not a, not a, not an inkling of being ill. I still had the same work schedule. I still trained the same. Um, I had no problems digesting my food. I had no problems uh, with my bathroom situation. I had no problems with anything. So this is for all the young men in particular out there. Everybody thinks they're Superman. Just have a PSA test. It's painless, and it will tell you the truth, and then you can go forward with your life. Pierre, great stuff. We'll see you next round. Thanks again. I look forward to it, Mark. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Take care. That's the great Pierre McGuire. For those who don't know, Pierre was a Scott for the team, the advanced Scott 91, and he was an assistant coach in 92 and really did play a big role. You know, you hear, we, we didn't have, there's, I don't know if any of you know, there's a lot going on in Toronto. There was like a terrorist attack where somebody drove a van up on a sidewalk. And I guess, what, nine people were killed at last look and maybe more. So uh, a lot going on in Toronto today, and certainly uh, it's cliche to say, but thoughts and prayers with the city of Toronto. But great to talk to Pierre, and uh, we'll catch up with him in the next round, I'm sure. You know you know a whisper I heard that Pierre might get, is Minnesota going to get rid of Chuck Fletcher as GM? I don't think they should, but I've heard Pierre mentioned for that GM's job if that happens. Although I'd keep Chuck Fletcher right where he is. He's he's a great hockey man. 412-333-9939. Um, I'm just still overjoyed right now about the Penguins have eliminated the Flyers. What could be better? Oh, Chuck Fletcher's been fired. Already. Wow. So, oh, well, Pierre would be as good a candidate as any. I, 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 thought, I thought we needed somebody more experienced with the team we had in place when Jim Rutherford came in, and certainly he's fit the bill. But Pierre in Minnesota, that would be very intriguing. Pierre is a GM somewhere would be very intriguing. And I think he could do it. Anywho, beating the Flyers, awesome. They're token meathead, playing like a meathead, awesome. Four straight goals by Gensel, awesome. Five unanswered goals after being down 4-2, awesome. Sid, nursing that grudge against Philadelphia and making them pay for it every single time they play, and he doubles down at Philadelphia. Awesome. Yesterday really could not have been much better. And like Pierre and I discussed, the subtleties of the win, from Kessel going after Giroud to the three-on-four penalty kill, all of it was absolutely awesome. I hate the Flyers. I've been a Penguin fan my whole life. They beat, And I say this all the time, and if you're bored with it, switch the station. They beat the crap out of us through the 70s, through the 80s. They embarrassed us. They beat us up. They beat the Penguins every which way you could. And we could never get even enough for all of that. And watching the Penguins score five straight goals, the idiot fans in that idiot city throwing beer cans, full beer cans on the ice to expose themselves for the Cretans they are. Oh, it was a glorious day. An absolutely glorious day. And, uh, I think the Flyers now are defined by deletion. 
43 years going on 50. That's that's probably the last stage of my life. I think I can live, I'm hoping, till they've not won a Stanley Cup for 50 years. And it would be glorious. But now it's time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We got Mark and Phil on the line. Please do stay on hold. Ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX. This is Selena Gomez, and you're listening to Mark Madden, the super genius, on 105.9 The X. Tomorrow's going to be another great show. Stan Saver will join me. And also, joining me to talk hockey and about his battle with cancer, which he won. But mostly to give Kentucky Derby picks. Eddie Olchek. Going to be great to have Edzo on after all that's happened lately. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. And also... Roma Liverpool at Anfield, first leg Champions League semifinal. The show will be fraught with. It'll be fraught, I can tell you that. Hopefully, not with disappointment. But right now, it's time to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chipino Restaurant Cigar Bar. I was there last week. Had the Super Genius Burger, and all was well. It's the city's best seafood and Chapa, so check out Chapino in the Strip. You, you know what's funny? Somebody said this to me at Chapino when I was there. I feel funny coming to a steak place and getting the hamburger. Okay, but what if it's like the best hamburger ever, which it is. You know where else is kind of like that is the place in the, in the casino. Uh, Andrew's Steakhouse. They have this great burger. Nobody orders it because it's a burger in a steakhouse. What's wrong with that? Get the Chipino. Get that burger. Let's go to Mark in Madison. Mark, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Uh, what do you think about the similar, similarity between the Phil Kessel incident and uh, the Maxine Talbot incident nine years ago? Yeah, Max the got in the fight and he got his ass kicked and it kind of turned the game. Yeah, there's a little bit of a similarity there, although Phil didn't make the shushing gesture with his hand. But that was great that Phil did that. Uh, I was mad at first that he got the penalty. Then I saw the effect it had. Absolutely. Let's go to Bill in Denver. Bill asked Mark anything. Hey, Double M. Hey, uh, I was wondering, would you ever consider getting another cat for a pet? And, and if, if you would, if you did, what, what would you name him? Well, how her? can I predict the name when I haven't seen the cat? Well, I... I mean, if you just so if you just rescue. See, that's how the shot, last kid, the gray cat, the the ash gray tabby, got named Snow Kitten. Because I, I, I know, my mother thought she was getting a white cat, and they gave the white cat away, but she liked the name, and it was dumb. <laughs> what would you do? You just need a cat. They're they're good for your having a pet cat is good for the house. So, what would you name it? Oh, I think I am going to get another cat. I just don't know when. Maybe after my big deck hockey tournament and roller tournament this weekend at Island Sports Center. On Neville Island. What would I name the cat? I, you know, I, I name it goofy names. Like, I've thought of Skeezix. For a rescue cat, that'd be a good name, Skeezix. You know what a Skeezix is? A Skeezix is a calf that gets left behind by the herd. A Skeezix. It's a good name. Let's go to Phil in the car. Phil, ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. Uh, I thought... Ruedel had a pretty average series and a not great game last night. If he struggles in the first or second game of the next series, do you think 
Sullivan will be inclined to. I would. Uh, well, I don't know what I don't know what Sully will be inclined to do. I would put uh, Hunwick in the lineup for Game One of the next round. And the only reason I could see not doing that is if you're just sold on having three right-handed defensemen in the lineup. That makes sense. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Vincent in Oakland. Vincent, ask Mark anything. Hello. You're on the air, Vincent. Hey, quick question: How do you think the Pens? deal with the fatigue factor moving forward considering all the hockey they've played over the you know, two-plus two years? It, it depends who they play. I mean, there are some teams that could match them for fatigue factor. For example, if they would play Nashville in the final. That's and whoever they play in the second round, uh, be it the, well, the Blue Jackets got knocked out in the first round last year, but let's say they play the Capitals. The Capitals have played a lot of hockey, too. I mean, they always lose in the second round, but they get there. I didn't see a fatigue factor in the first round. Did you? I was kind of a little concerned uh, in uh, game five. I thought maybe it was creeping in, but clearly not. I thought they just played rotten. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Neil and Butler. Neil, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. Um, I kind of got an odd question. I just want to get your uh, your take. Uh, um, do you think there was any chance in Malkin might have been benched yesterday? No. Why would you say that? That's not an odd question. I know, I know, that's I know, a that's, stupid question. No, well, can, can, I, can, I, can I tell you what? what you can I, tell me why if I agree to let you do it. Let's make one thing clear. I am totally in command here, and you are just a puppet okay. on a string. Okay. As if by confirming, bye now. Did Malkin get benched yesterday? Okay, I promised I'd do this when the Penguins beat the Flyers. I said to myself, Ready? And this is in tribute to big, fat, dead Kate Smith and Lauren Hart. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. And this is where Lauren Hart goes crazy on the, on the prairies line. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans, white with foam. God, I had to take a Donna notch like like Zeppelin with plant. God bless America. Boy, it was great to knock those ass cons out, wasn't it? Absolutely great. Seriously, I can't get enough of that. I can't get enough of making fun of them fun of their past, fun of their fans, fun of their times. I wish Ben Franklin was standing here alive right in front of me because if he were, instead of asking how he discovered electricity, I'd kick him right in the nuts. My home, sweet home. Big game tomorrow. Yes, sirree, big game tomorrow. If there had been Game 7 Penguins Flyers, tomorrow would have finished me off. 105.9 The X.